Welcome to the Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boosts, promotions, and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com. Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the odds makers before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Jonathan Von Tobel. Welcome in. It's a new era of the Odds Makers podcast presented by Superbook Sports. It's actually a new podcast name as well. And I'm a new voice, Jonathan Von Tobel, adding on to the team here, but joined by the stalwarts, the cornerstones of the program, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. What's up, guys? Welcome, JVT. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I like it, you know, and I really pushed for it. I wanted to come on and make it the JVT podcast with Jay and John. Ultimately, did not fly. So we're going to roll with the odds makers here. Who came up with that name? Was that was that Rig? Mike Rig? <laughs> I think so. I, that, I was never consulted on that name. I wasn't consulted on the, the new host. I think Although you were, I would, off, you were would, off that day. Yeah. <laughs> JVT and I, it was a 2-0 uh, vote and somehow it got declined. So right. Rig has pull. Well, okay. Jay told me that uh, you weren't really fond of me being added onto the team, John. So I'm sorry, but but I'm. That's here. not true. That, that was, is that is an absolute. That's an absolute lie. That was incompetence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a lot to get to uh, yes. on this edition of the Oddsmakers. First up, as always, you can follow us on social at Superbook Sports, Superbook.com. Stay on top of all the latest odds, boosts, and promos. So before we dive into it, we always have to find out because we want to know how the books did, Jay. And I would assume, given the results that we knew from last weekend, a good weekend for you guys. Not bad. It was an average weekend. I wouldn't categorize it as a good weekend. I would just say it was okay. I know everybody looks at the Sunday scores and they look at, wow, the Bills lost, the Chiefs lost. You must have killed them. It's like, well, on those two games, yeah. those were actually our two best games. And mm-hmm. uh, we had the uh, Ravens, we had the Eagles, Bengals, um, Bengals, even some late money on the Packers. That really took a lot oh, of that away. So ended up being a small winner, but uh, we'll take it. Monday was not good. Oh, Monday was we did, and we and you know what we didn't win as much as I would have thought on that terrific Denver San Francisco game <laughs> from Sunday night. I thought we would have we did okay. I thought we would have won more, and then Monday night uh, just didn't go our way. Well, I th- I, w- I would think that if you tie in college, is it a little bit better? I mean, you had the big names: Clemson, Michigan, Georgia, Tennessee. They all failed to cover. Um, you did get some dogs to win outright. If you include Saturday, does it get a little? I just want to know that you guys did all right. As a better, I need to know that the books did well. I don't think we can remember five days ago. Yeah, Saturday. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. Well, you are a mind reader. I was yeah. like, okay, Saturday. What do we do? Yeah, I think it was a small winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we won. We won. We won okay. on, no, for real. We won yeah. on Saturday, yeah. but it wasn't. A, it wasn't a, a huge win. We're never. Should we tell them, Jay? We're never happy about how we did. Like no never? matter. No, I've, every time we've ever had a big day, I've been like, oh, we could have won this game or that game. No. Oh well, that's. that's, that's I've never be, been happy. It's, that's very true. I mean, we'll sit there and go, you know, we just won, you know, nice mm-hmm. six figures, and yeah, but if we would have won yeah. that San Jose State game. You know, we would have it's really a very tough up. profession to be in, John. Uh, well, I mean, mm. I, if you want to put actual numbers behind it, I think it was reported uh, Nevada statewide. The hold was like three percent, and it was like multiple millions of dollars. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you guys are working with very fine margins, and a four percent, five percent would be very good for you. So it's like a batter, right? You know, mm-hmm. you go up to the plate. A good batter fails seven out of ten times. Three percent of what? The weekend or Saturday? Uh, I think it was the month. Oh, for the month. Yeah. For the month of oh. August? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the one that just passed. Yeah, August. Yeah, that would be the report, wouldn't it? That sounds about right. Now, yeah. 3%, In then August. you've got to pay 
you know, your podcast people, That's right. your hosts, your producers, that eats up a lot of that 3% pretty quickly, and then there's almost nothing left. And let me just tell you, name recogni- like yeah. recognition, uh, that price went up, my friend. Right. Say that much. That's why I'm here. Uh, all right. Let's talk some of that National Football League. Mm. Uh, we do have quite a bit of games here in week four. And I kind of wanted to flip this and start with the primetime game. And there was a bigger topic here. It's been reported already. Uh, Chiefs Bucks is going to happen in Tampa as scheduled. Uh, the hurricane, thankfully, for those who are out there, uh, has been downgraded. So that's a good thing as well when it comes to just the humanitarian side of things. But I wanted to ask you guys first, which is, and John, I'll start with you. When there was a the thought of this potentially moving to Minneapolis, uh, what does that do to a number? And, and bigger picture is what home field is in the National Football League? Because there's a lot of people, I think, that still roll with the notion that it's worth three points, but it hasn't been like that for a while. Yeah, three points is a lot. I don't know that you could assign a three-point advantage. Not, a, not at a game played in Tampa. No offense to the Bucks, but that's not Arrowhead Stadium. You know, that, that's not the Superdome. I, I don't think that's worth three points. I think the game... You might have seen the, the line drift back towards what we originally opened it at, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think it would have gone all the way up to a full three. There's, there's just been too much resistance in the market. Every wise guy is on the bucks. You know, the public is all over Kansas City, and the number has gone from Kansas City three down to a pick even with everyone betting on Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting because we were talking about, you know, moving the game, and we always, when, when those scenarios can pop up and those are possibilities, we talk about the travel now. The travel has changed dramatically for these athletes, even the college athletes. These guys, have you seen their travel? It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, their travel is not our travel. You know, they're in, I mean, luxury jets, everything's catered. You know, they mm-hmm. get dropped off right there. I mean, it's just like going to a hotel room for a couple hours. The meals, they have masseuses on the plane, everything. So that's one of the reasons why the home field advantage in both college and pro, especially pro, has dwindled over the years. You know, it used to be three, three and a half. Some places would be four. So, you know, Seattle would be four. Superdome would be four. Now it's down to probably two, maybe less now. And it keeps going lower as, um, you know, the travel that these guys have to suffer through right. has dramatically improved over the years. Yes. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the game itself. Superbook look ahead. You guys post look ahead lines. Uh, look ahead here, Kansas City minus one and a half. You reopened it Sunday. Minus three, and uh, it was mentioned, Jay, you talked about it, uh, a very lopsided support of the Buccaneers from a sharp perspective. Is this yep. come down? It's going in two different directions. you got public all over Kansas City. Sharps are on uh, Buccaneers. And again, we were at three on Monday as well, and it uh, has gone all the way down to pick them. The total moved down a little bit from 48 down to 45 and a half, but uh, a lot of uh, sharp support right now on Tampa Bay. Tampa looked so bad on Sunday. Yeah. You know, like it's it's really it's it's a lot to ask of Brady with his offensive lines all hurt. He's got nobody to throw the football to. But I think this Bucks defense is better than the defense they had when they won the Super Bowl. They're keeping them in all these games. They played some decent opposition. Aaron Rodgers is a pretty good player, John, uh, and they've been James Winston. Been, yeah, well, <laughs> said some pretty good. No, they've they've their their defenses look great. Yeah. And this can be a tough test for Mahomes and the guys on Sunday night. Well, they're getting back Evans, right? They got yep. Evans coming back. Perriman got banged up a little bit. They're getting somebody else back. Julio Another, Jones is going to be back. Jones, uh, right? okay. Todd Bowles mentioned last week that he could have played against Green Bay if it was like a playoff game, but they wanted to hold them out for the bigger picture type deal. So It's, you know, after seeing, and everybody was watching that Packer-Buccaneers game as that was a feature game, and that's why you see so much public money on the Chiefs mm-hmm. because a lot of people, a lot of eyes, saw how bad Tampa Bay looked. But here we are, another week. It's a different team. They're going to have a couple of receivers. 
I'm sure Brady will have his A game, especially with those guys back. And that's why you see all the sharp money on Tampa Bay. Well, you said you don't remember like five days ago, but I'll ask you to recall maybe something about a month ago. You guys did at Superbook open up lines for every single NFL game. What was this line? I mean, maybe you don't remember specifically, but before the season starts, Tampa Bay's favorite. Are they not? Yeah, in Tampa Bay. Right. But not not by much because Kansas City's got a higher power rating than, than Okay. It was than, less than three. Than Tampa yeah, Bay. Yeah, and does. we opened those back in May. So, yeah, Can- obviously don't remember. Thank you. Uh, back in May? Uh, John, come on. Uh, you know, Kansas City, they're coming off of a bad loss of their own. You know, we talked a lot about Tampa Bay losing to Green Bay last Sunday, but uh, the Chiefs went down to, to John's Colts on Sunday morning. They didn't look great offensively in that game at all. So we'll, we'll see. Kansas City might be a little overrated. We probably were a little uh, over overzealous opening them a full three on the road. Makes you wonder. I think we were just so fresh. We were watching the Green Bay Tampa game yeah. as we got that up, and I think we might have overreacted too much. Yeah, so we did. Damn. Makes you wonder it what happens. Chris Jones said in that Colts game. The the key unsportsmanlike conduct that he got flagged yeah. for in that final drive for the Colts, and they went down and won the game. All right, Buffalo Bills on the road against Baltimore Ravens. Let's start with one of the earlier games here. Look ahead. Had the Super Buck, Buffalo minus four with a total of 54. Opened up back on Sunday minus three with a total of 54 and a half. The Bills, John, could be a little bit healthier as well. Poyer, Dane Jackson, limited practice Wednesday, and Oliver and Mitch Morse may be on their way back too. What does that do for you guys? A lot of sharp money on Buffalo minus three, but then they took back Baltimore plus three and a half. Buffalo, uh, let's not act like the sky is falling for the Bills. They lost on the road against the second best team in their division. Last Sunday, that game came down to basically the last play, and that was with, what, half of their defense out? Mm -hmm. Buffalo is still the best team in the NFL. I I can't believe it was a 10 a.m. game, Jay. This is, like, by far the best game Sunday. It's a great game. I'm looking forward to actually watching this one. And, you know, what's interesting about this game is about the total. The total went from 55 down to 51, and uh, that's definitely the entire market, some sharp play there. But uh, as John said, we had some sharp money on the Bills, minus three. But we actually saw some even more uh, sharp money come in on the uh, Ravens at plus three and a half. So I'm wondering that early money at minus three, what that was all about, if it was just trying to push it up to three and a half. And if that was the case, you know, mission accomplished because everybody moved to three and a half. And then you saw a lot more uh, play on the Ravens at plus three in the hook. Why the two, uh, the two leading candidates for MVP? As well in this game. I mean, I think Jackson has been incredible. Allen also has been great. Uh, He missed a few throws on Sunday, but he's been outstanding. Uh, Again, this is like, uh, this is about as good as it gets. I mean, this might be the two best teams in the AFC. Yeah, and uh, the Baltimore Ravens, worth noting that uh, they had a fourth-round rookie in the game last week against New England. It looks like Ronnie Stanley, a Vegas kid, could be back Mm -hmm. at a full practice this week for the first time in over a year. So worth keeping track of. Speaking of Vegas, uh, the Raiders are going to play host to the Denver Broncos. So... This one, look ahead, Las Vegas minus two with a total of 46. Openers, Las Vegas minus three with a total of 46. Jay, mm-hmm. what's the support been like for the hometown team who has been very disappointing through three games? Um, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that uh, McDaniels isn't catching more heat. Yeah. You know, he thought he would uh, be in that hot spot, but they're kind of giving him a break. There's been a lot of focus on Carr and what he's been doing and how he's not uh, been involving Adams. Um, there's been some missed throws there, so... Carr's been getting more heat than McDaniels, but I know it's coming. You know, this is a great spot for the Raiders, first of all. The Broncos coming off that game, very, very physical game against San Francisco. Night game, shorter week for them. But um, the Raiders, obviously, with their back against the wall, coming back home after that game. Another game that they could have won, 
Uh, Raiders could be two and one as well uh, with a little bit of luck. But, um, you know, this line has been pushed up and people are going, why are they three point favorite over the Broncos? Well, the Broncos have been disappointing. They're two and one. Okay, but they have been disappointing, just like the Raiders. The Raiders are a little bit more desperate, but I think the line move is basically because of the physical game that the Broncos just got through playing. What is the market doing with the Raiders? Like, John, I'll start with you because it's been kind of interesting, right? Up to, at one point, like consensus, it got to like six against Arizona, ended up closing in the range of five and a half. They're a road favorite against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, It seems that the market has been a little bit higher uh, on the Raiders at the early portion of the season. Well, the, obviously the market respects the Raiders a lot. I yep. mean, you mentioned the, those two games, but they were also like a three-and-a-half-point yep. dog against the Chargers in week one, and the Chargers are as highly power-rated team as there are almost in the whole league. At least they were coming into the season. Uh, the market likes the Raiders a lot. They obviously should have won the Arizona game. That was ridiculous. I think Jay put, brings up a good point, though. No one is questioning McDaniels. I'll question every coach that's been on the Raiders since they got to Las Vegas as far as kicking field goals from inside the three-yard line. Stop doing that. Yes. Just go for it when you get down inside the five, and I think you'll do a lot better. Really sharp bet on Raiders minus two and a half here. That pushed us to three. That's why we have three as the super contest line. The Raiders have to win this game. I know it sounds – no, it's it's not ridiculous. They go 0-4. The season is over. Right. They have to win this game. Revenge spot for Josh McDaniels going against Jay, Rig, and the Broncos, <laughs> his old team. So it's a big spot for McDaniels. Uh, we'll see. If they keep losing, though, th- there's going to be a lot of pressure on him because the Raiders are too talented to be 0-4. Oh. They still haven't played a lot of the hard games on their schedule. They haven't played either Chiefs game yet. They- they've got a lot of tough games to go. That's next week, I think, right? Uh, yeah, that, well, Monday night is uh, oh, the game's yeah. at Kansas City, right? Yeah. Russell Wilson got a new Subway commercial out, though. You see that? Okay. <laughs> I heard about it. You know, Russell Wilson, like, no one is – some people are talking about it, but maybe not as much as they would if the de- if the Broncos weren't 2-1. and one. Russell Wilson does not look like Russell Wilson. No. Not in any way, shape, or form. Now, it doesn't help that his no. coach is one of the worst decision makers in the National Football League, but they hired a guy to take care of that. So I think they're going to be yeah. better. Yeah. How do you get that job? Yeah. Like, the, like the coach three, is so bad after two games. Like, you know, why don't you make all these decisions for us? Like, <laughs> we got we, no shot at this. We point. need yeah. an office manager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We could use one of those. Don't we pay you millions of dollars for that? All right, New England Patriots on the road against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, injury news here. This has been a weird week for Bill Belichick, Jay, because he swore up and down almost like in a like, contentious way in the press conference the other day. Uh, Mac Jones, he's day-to-day. I'm not a doctor. He's day-to-day. Uh, Mac Jones, there's a report that says he thinks he's playing this weekend against the Green Bay Packers. The line, though, says otherwise because Green Bay, you guys reopened them up at 8.5 after the look-ahead line of 6.5, and, and I would assume the assumption is he's not out there. He's definitely not going to play. I, I, that's the way I feel anyway. I mean, he's looking. <laughs> I, I, I saw one of those interviews with Belichick, and they're like, is it a high ankle sprain? Day-to-day. <laughs> uh, is he going to play? Day-to-day. Do I look like a doctor? Yep. He got a little irritated again. But uh, that's Belichick, and he's not going to elaborate on any injuries. But the way the bets are coming in, the way the line is moving, you can tell that Mac Jones is probably not going to play. You're going to see Hoyer all day. Uh, we did take some money at 10.5, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we took some uh, New England money at plus 10.5. We're currently 9.5 and 40.5. And but um, that was a little interesting. I thought it was going to go a little higher um, you know, without Mac Jones and sticking Hoyer in there. And they got a couple other guys um, banged up just like everybody else, but I was a little surprised to get that 10.5. I thought it was going to go to 11, and here we are at 9.5. So, John, I'll ask you, do you guys, I talk about, like, market prices and how the market treats things we just talked about with the Raiders. 
Do you guys have, get that same sense with these totals? Because the Packers have been a team. All three of these games have gone under the total for the Packers okay. up to this point. And they're playing a different style of football. They're more running back oriented, a little bit slower pace. Their defense is kind of carrying the load early on. Uh, have you seen that assumption? Because this was a pretty low total at the open. And, I, and Mac Jones has a lot to do with it. But 42 and a half was the open. Well, Green Bay, you know, I mentioned I think this is the best uh, defense Tampa's had since Brady's been there. But this is the best defense Green Bay's had in years as well. I mean, they are they're playing a different style of football. They're winning with their defense. Rodgers hasn't built that rapport with his young receiving crew yet. So I think it's it's got more to do with just the way Green Bay plays. They're almost a 10-point favorite in this game. So the assumption is that they're going to control the flow of this game, dictate the way this game is played. That's why you're seeing this total so low. It's a very underrated defense. Yeah, it's you know, very, it's very good. Green, it, it really is good. Green Bay, second most public side this week at the Superbook. Really? So so they're, the, the public seems to think... Mac Jones is out. Although I don't know how much of a difference that really makes. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think. No offense to Mac Jones, but this isn't like Justin Herbert being out, right. or or we mentioned Allen, Lamar Jackson, the elite quarterbacks in the league. This is not that level. There is a difference because Brian Hoyer is barely an NFL player. All right, but I don't think it's that big of a difference. Monday night Rams on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, no real moves off of your look ahead here. So San Francisco opening up as a one and a half point favorite, total of 46, but. 49ers, Trent Williams, four to six weeks. He's going to be out. We know that the running back position has been a little thin. Jay, anything here on a Monday night game? Not really. I was yeah. just, uh, you know, hasn't moved it. I know that, again, a very physical game with uh, the Broncos there. Trent Williams is a big loss. I mean, it's about as big a loss as you can get on the offensive line for anyone. You know, him being out, we could see it, you know, happen during the, the game. Once he left the field, they had a very difficult time running the ball. I mean, they had a tough time running the ball all night but they couldn't run the ball at all after Williams was out so nothing really to report on this game as you said it really hasn't moved I'm just looking at the injuries and on the San Francisco side just because of that physical game and and when those guys play those physical games especially on the losing end you know it's really tough to come back and I think the the Rams are just starting to catch their rhythm you know with uh, a nice win over the Cardinals. Does a Trent Williams absence, John, do anything from a power rating standpoint for it, San Francisco? It's big. I mean, he's probably the best offensive lineman in the league. He's probably the most valuable player on the 49ers team. It's not like they've got an elite quarterback on their roster. I've been surprised. Jay's right. The line hasn't moved at all. I thought the Rams would flip to favored. Yep. And I still think that they will as we as we move closer to Monday. It's only Thursday. I just feel like the Rams are going to go off favored in that game. The 49ers, that was not a good loss on Sunday night. That was kind of an inexcusable loss. We'll see what happens, but I, I think the public is definitely going to bet on the Rams here. Yeah, I was kind of surprised Jimmy G was considered such a, a big upgrade over Trey Lance, given what we kind of know about the game. Well, that, I think if you have to ask yourself is, do you think that Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing? Yeah. If you think Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing, they wouldn't have traded up to the third overall pick. They wouldn't have pushed Jimmy G out. They wouldn't have made Trey Lance a starting quarterback. I definitely think Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing. I think he knew he needed to upgrade his quarterback. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But I, I disagree with you. I don't, I don't think – I think Garoppolo is an upgrade from Lance right now. Okay, what, you know, where Lance stands in the league, I just haven't seen anything from him that really impresses me. I, I just – maybe that's going to come later, but as of right now, going from Lance to Garoppolo, I thought that was an upgrade especially if they can't run the ball. If they can't run the ball, I'd rather have uh, Jimmy throwing the ball back there than Trey at this time. Jimmy G is a really critical thinker, like stepping out of bounds on purpose so that pick six didn't count. It's yeah. a really smart play by Terrific him. Terrific play. <laughs> yes. I, I, like, I like Jimmy G. I just don't. Like, I, I give deference to a coach. I respect Shanahan a lot. 
Yep. And if he thinks this is the right thing to do, I, I trust him. It's time for the big ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the Superbook? Uh, yeah, I think the, the one that interested me the most today was a guy that bet 35000 on Iowa plus 10.5 against Michigan because I just didn't think we'd see a big bet on Iowa this year because, you know, they can't score. Right on offense. Might have the worst uh, quarterback in the country. Although Iowa was a really sharp side last week against Rutgers, and Michigan hasn't played anybody. No offense, Jay. Sorry, but Michigan has had a very easy schedule so far this season. So I found the bet. Oh yeah, they played Connecticut. That's right. I forgot. Well, I, I, I was referring to Hawaii. <laughs> oh, okay. And Connecticut. But, yes. And their nope, third. I opponent. can't remember that one. Right. That was, the first game. that was too long ago. First game of the season, knocking some rust off. Everything's okay. fine. Everything's fine. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey, guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? Speaking of fine, the super contest, a fine contest to enter, of course. Jay, any updates? Uh, we have any perfect teams left in the super contest? We do not. Okay. We do have three contestants at 14 and 1, which split the very first payout of the season. So we have six three week contests, and they um, all collected just over 21K for being 14 and 1. We did have 21 people at 13 and 2. So a lot of people got off to a great start, but, uh, you know, that was our first. Uh, in-season contest that we paid out and we get a lot of great comments on it we get again this this past week uh, a lot of people in fact a couple of guys that were 13 and 2 came in and talked to me about it they they have no hard feelings they were saying they just missed out on the money so uh again this year we have 11 in-season contests we have six three-week contests three six-week contests and two nine-week contests so a lot of money given out during the course of the season what do you think at this point a respectable score is in the Super Contest, John? Would you say like 10 points is probably like a respectable score? Uh, you know, how did you get your name on that graphic? Because <laughs> I, saw, I saw the graphic, <laughs> and it, it was like JVT 10 and 5, and I was like, 10 and 5? That's not very notable. I mean, why? Like, you'd think it would go in alphabetical order at that point. I have to <laughs> say, I completely right. agree. When right. I saw my name up there, I was like, yeah. why in the world would they yeah. include? Because the other part was, usually you put, like, the, like the fifth play, the top fifth place per team, like, right. alphabetically, and then it's, like, 120 people also, right? Yeah, but it was yeah. just just me, JVT, fifth place. Yeah, I, I saw that, and I was like, who did John bribe <laughs> to, like, because I know for you, it's all about branding. That's right. Right? And that's why you use JVT, because I'm in some contest but i use an alias yep. you know, i'm trying to fly under the radar you're a big branding guy uh 10 and 5 is very good yeah, I like but it. i don't think it deserves to be on the graphic yeah there's somebody else at this table just so you know jvt <laughs> that started off i think they're at 13 and 2 wow somewhere on there something like that we, yeah. we tr- you know we tried to jinx me last week but i kept winning Mm. Now that I've said that, of course I'll go on five this week. Well, one of the person, one of the people at this table is very bitter about losing out at a very big payout in one of those six week contests last year. Uh, in the I remember contest. that, yeah. man. You were like, well, mm. didn't it come down to one game? It was, uh, it was God. that Bucks and Colts game in which uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers first the Colts blew a twenty four, I think it was fourteen lead in the third quarter, yeah. and uh, the Bucks mm. were going to at least kick a field goal to win by three. It would have been mm-hmm. a push, and it would have split second. Uh, but Leonard Fournette then ran wild and got into the end zone, and Colts did not cover. So. It's, a, it's a lot of pressure, like for. If you're if you're in one of these things and it's uh, like I know the contest that I'm in has a quarterly prize and yeah I'm I'm doing well so I've got to try to find five picks this weekend and oh, it's yeah. actually like pressure in September. It's ridiculous. Mm. I don't know if I can handle it. By the way, I watched that game alone here at the Superbook. I remember so that. I went and said, yeah, you, yeah. you came and saw me and I was yeah, uh, I was were, alone. 
You were despondent. Well, you were alone because you asked everyone else to leave, I think is what happened. <laughs> I wanted to focus. I wanted to focus. Right, Get course. the good vibes flowing. Of course. All right, let's transition. College football. Interesting week. A deep Friday slate. I thought it was a holiday on Friday because there was like 20 games. Ultimately, not the case. Let's go to the Pac-12. Jay, we'll start here. Uh, opener, Washington, on the road against UCLA. A very good start to the season for the Huskies. Some would say the third best team in the Pac-12 behind USC. Yeah. The, uh, Utah. We did open that three. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yep, down three. To, I think it went, it's been hopping around a little bit. Went down to two and a half. Got all the way up to three and a half. Now we sold in at three and 64 and a half, I believe. And uh, we did take a little play. Uh, sharp, I would categorize that as uh, under 65, down to 64 and a half. But, uh, no, this game's been flip-flopping uh, back and forth a little bit. I'm obviously, a number like three, I mean, I don't really care. It's not, I'm not concerned about it, but that wouldn't be good for us. But a little bit of money on both sides. So a pretty good booking game for us so far. Washington's having a lot of success lately, too. Are they a little bit more popular at the window, I would assume, as they continue to win games, especially some of these bigger-name opponents? The, the, the Michigan State game a couple weeks ago beat the crap out of Stanford and cover that game, too. Yeah, that Michigan State game was pretty impressive. I, I think that caught a lot of eyes. And no. That was, a, I think, a, a maybe even a later start, but a lot of eyes on that game, and they just totally dominated. And now Michigan State has fallen apart a little bit after that, but uh, I think that was only a three-point spread in that game, and they completely dominated on both sides of the ball. So we'll go to Michigan on the road against Iowa. And, John, you mentioned the big bet that you guys took in this game. So I wanted to take a different angle here. From your standpoint, how do you handle a team like Michigan that, all jokes aside, did have the easiest schedule in the country for the the first three weeks and statistically probably a little lopsided in those results? Like, how do you rate a team like that after three lopsided results against some lowly opponents like that? It's hard. It's hard to get a good handle on just how good they are. Not only do they have this week's schedule, but they also lost a lot of key players Mm – Last year's team won the Big Ten. They were in the college football playoff. They had a bunch of guys go high in the draft. Aiden Hutchinson, I think, was the second pick. They lost a lot of people. So just coming into the season period, you've got questions. Very few of those questions have been answered by those first three games. I don't know what we're going to learn on Saturday against Iowa, but it's obviously their stiffest test by far to date uh, by a mile. But how how much is that going to get them prepared for later in the year when they have to play the real big boys in the Big Ten, Penn State, Ohio State, not going to include Michigan State. I mean, and I would argue we, we had a good example of the market maybe not understanding Michigan this weekend, right? I, th- I think they were as high as 20 and like closing the range of 17. Mm-hmm. And if the Terps don't turn it over three times, right on the opening drive they did it, they're in position to win that game outright. Yeah, we took a lot of money on the over in that game, uh, the Maryland-Michigan game. Yep. And it just, it, Michigan's offense could never really get going. It looked like it was set up to maybe be a blowout because they scored a touchdown. I remember I actually went to the bathroom and I came back and I saw it was seven to nothing with fourteen fifty seven left in the first quarter, and I said, "What the hell happened in the Michigan game?" Because <laughs> I knew we needed it under. Uh, but no, they could never really get going on offense. It, w- it was interesting to see. Maryland's a little better than people think, though. Yes. That's not a walkover Maryland team. Baby Tua, a lot of good weapons, a wide receiver, so there's some things to like about the Terps. Let's go to the SEC, Jay, Alabama, on the road against Arkansas. Uh, This open Alabama minus 15 and a half, and uh, I would assume it's uh, all Arkansas money. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. As usual. You kind of got me off guard there, Jamie (laughs) Taylor. It's like, yeah, 15 and a half. We open now up to 17. Back-to-back tough games for Arkansas here. Um, you know that uh, coming off that tough loss uh, against A&M is is 
is going to be brutal, challenging for them. Um, I think they would have a lot more mojo if they would have came out with a W. But I can understand, and we're going to continue to see it, more money, more support on Alabama. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing some money on uh, Alabama first half, as we normally do. But the line has already moved up a point and a half, and I would probably say it's going to probably go up to 17 and a half and possibly 18. Worth noting with Alabama, guys, failed cover on the road against Texas this year. Mm-hmm. Auburn, quadruple overtime last year. They eventually won that game. That was on the road. Lost to Texas A&M. And remember, they had to turn away the Gators on a two-point conversion last year on the road. Mm. So the road has not been friendly for Alabama. This is a true road spot against the Razorbacks. So. SEC's tough. Yeah. You know, it's, it's tough week to week. It's, it's just a grind. Arkansas is not on that level, but they'll throw the kitchen sink at Alabama. All right, remember, if you like what you heard here today, take a second, like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. And as always, when you're free, follow on social, Superbook Sports or at Superbook.com. Stay on top of all the latest odds, boosts, and promos. Everything's up there, right, John? Oh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. All the odds boosts. And pro- all the odds boosts. We got a kid doing our odds boosts. who's just a dynamo <laughs> back there. I mean, he's unbelievable. This kid, Andrew. He better have it all up to date. I'll yeah, what's his that. nickname? Uh, boosts. <laughs> of course. <laughs> boosts. The kid's unreal. He, he never... He never takes a day off. He's always just working on boosts. He's texting me on my day off. He's like, hey, we won this much on boosts today. I'm like, Andrew, I don't care. You know, go take your girlfriend to dinner or something. Leave me alone, kid. Live a little kid, huh? <laughs> Kid's a worker, though. That's boosts. The Oddsmakers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. We'll see you next week. You've been locked into the Oddsmakers Podcast. The Oddsmakers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Jonathan Von Tobel. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Oddsmakers Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network.